Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Monday, the 23rd of August, 2021. Wherever you are in the world, I trust you've had a phenomenal weekend. And where we are in the regional Victoria here in Australia, we are locked down again. In fact, the uh, the government locked us down in regional Victoria at one o'clock on Saturday. So to say that uh, times are changing yet again would be an understatement. And that's the Topic of today's conversation, no matter what, keep going. Now, if there's one key lesson to come out of the last 18 months and doesn't matter who you talk to, it is that much of what happens to us is going to be beyond our control. Whether we like it or not, things are changing. Whether we like it or not, governments are making decisions. Whether you agree with them or not, it's uh, it's actually irrelevant because things are changing around us. Now, if we go back even 18 months, who would have thought that at some stage there'd be schools around the world that would be closed, that's forcing kids to actually learn from home, which places a huge amount of pressure not only on parents as for homeschooling, but also thinking about internet, uh, access to technology, just um, just spaces within people's homes to, to be able to learn effectively not so much set up a brand new classroom but just to be able to have some space where you might have uh, three or four people in the home who are trying to learn and you need to have space to do that so not a lot of people have been geared for that because most of us uh, expect to go to school Uh, but COVID has actually created a completely different environment and uh, we need to be able to learn to adapt to that from a business point of view who would have thought that businesses would be shut down in fact businesses that have been uh, around for generations, who would have thought that they would one day have to shut down or at least be forced to rapidly adjust their business model? Now, for many businesses, they haven't recovered and may never recover. And unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of businesses that will never, ever come back post-COVID. But for other businesses, the ones who have been able to adapt and, and pivot, uh, which has been used a lot in terms of, I guess, the description for business in this time of COVID is, is pivot, uh, they have actually found different ways to do business, which is which is great for them, but also provides them with a platform for future growth as well. And then from a pure working perspective, more and more people, including salespeople in particular, are now working more and more for home from home and, and having conversations with a lot of sales teams. It's amazing how many salespeople now are finding it, uh, well, some are finding it very easy. A lot of them are finding, a lot of others are finding it very, very difficult working from home because particularly the people who are used to the nose-to-nose, toe-to-toe type selling, uh, it's it's quite challenging for them to use technology to try and create the same sort of atmosphere. And for many people, it's just not the same. Uh, in fact, talking with a number of people, another number of salespeople over the last couple of weeks, many of them have shared with me that they've just lost their mojo. They've just they've just lost their, their, their drive, which is really, really sad because these people have been used to doing some things in a certain way for so many years, and it's really, really challenging for them to be forced into adapting and adjusting and look, for many of them, they're kind of uh, a little bit older, they might be approaching middle age, and so they've been used to certain forms of technology. And then when they're being forced into a different way of working, for many of them, it's a, it's a massive culture shock, and they're finding it really, really challenging to adjust. In fact, and when we look at this, whether it be school, whether it be businesses, whether it be working, the way we live has fundamentally changed and probably will not, know, will not go back to what it was pre-COVID. And for many, this has been a massive challenge and continues to be. And yet for others, 
It's about making lemonade out of lemons. And it's a, it's a great adage. It's a great cliche, but it's actually really true. Give me a bunch of lemons and you're either going to start uh, chewing them and it's very, very sour or others are going to say, well, I've got a bunch of lemons. How can I make lemonade out of these? And so from a leadership point of view, and this is a key message for today as leaders, we need to understand that the challenges and the uncertainties of the last 18 months is only going to reinforce the importance of us creating an environment where the team can feel a sense of certainty. Now, irrespective of the type of personal style that exists within your team, one of the key things that a team looks for from their leader is not only the fact that they belong to something special, but also they've got this sense of certainty that they're in the right place, doing the right things, heading in the right direction. And for leaders, uh, one of the biggest responsibilities we have is to create that level of certainty for our team, provide that bedrock of, of surety, if you like, to give them the feeling and the sense of, you know what? Despite what is happening around us, we do have a resemblance of control. We do have some things we can put in place. And I've got a leader that's backing me to do what needs to get done in order to get the results we need to get. But in the process, taking away some of the uncertainty that I might be feeling and creating an environment that at least I can share stuff and I can get a sense of, you know what, we're all in this together. To use one of the well-worn phrases that uh, a lot of governments around the world are using right now, we're all in this together. In the case of leadership, that is 100% true. So as leaders, we've got a huge responsibility to continue to create that environment of uh, certainty for our team and give them the impetus, give them the support, but certainly give them the opportunity to build some momentum around the the way we're working right now, but also the way we're going to continue to work to deliver the consistent results over a longer period of time. And in order to do that, there's a number of things that we as leaders can do in order to create that environment. And it's coming, something that came out of a conversation actually with a, with a good friend of mine last, late last week. We were talking about this, uh, this upheaval, this uncertainty that's existing within uh, many, many different environments, particularly when you've got governments closing down, opening up, then closing down again based on the COVID cases that are taking place. And it doesn't create a huge amount of confidence within the environment. So us as leaders, we've got this opportunity to create an environment, at least uh, take some of the pain away, or at least give some sense of certainty to our team. And so we were talking about some of the things we could be doing in order to help do this, whether you've got a small team, whether you've got a large team, whether you're running a massive business, or whether you're just looking for some ideas to help create some certainty for your own little ecosystem, and that could just be your own family, your own friendship group. So here are some things that we as leaders must continue to do, and I, I call these, these are non-negotiable. So these are mandatory. We've, we've got to be able to do these, but we've also got to be able to do these consistently because it's the example that we set that will ultimately create the level of certainty that our team and our people have. So here are some things to think about. Number one is we must, as leaders, continue to define reality and use it as a foundation for positive progress. And I talk about this a lot. One of the key responsibilities of a leader, first and foremost, is to define what reality looks like today. This is not about sticking your head in the sand and wishing things were completely different or or believing that things weren't actually happening when they actually are. This is about separating all the all the facts from all the opinion, all the innuendo out there and being really, really clear on what is actually happening today. As hard as that might be, as unpalatable as it might be, that is what a leader must do. Define what reality is and use that as a positive springboard for positive progress to move forward because we always understand that great leaders always understand there's another level to get to. We're going to make positive progress. So that's the first one, define reality. The second one is we're going to have to continue to take 100% responsibility for absolutely everything that happens, irrespective of whether we have control of the event 
or not. Now, this is a big one because a lot of people like to blame. They like to blame the government for things. They like to blame uh, the tax office for certain things. They like to blame their customers for certain things. In some cases, they like to blame their own team. This is what we do not do. Great leaders will always, always, without any question, without any shadow of a doubt, will always take 100% responsibility of absolutely everything that happens to them because they then have control over what they do next. So take 100% responsibility, especially if there are things that are happening within your environment that you have no direct control over because that will, funny as, that, funny as it sounds, it will give you a level of control over what you then do next. And that's a power of choice. The third thing is they determine what success looks like and they know they're pursuing a certain goal and they will be the model of excellence in pursuit of that goal. So too many leaders will actually walk around, particularly in times like this, and they're not sure what they're actually aiming for. They're, they're almost in survival mode. So great leaders, they've got to continue to determine what does success look like? What does the next week look like? What does this meeting look like in terms of a successful meeting? What does this one-on-one conversation look like in terms of a successful outcome? So if I start with the end in mind, I know what success potentially looks like. I can now be the type of person I need to be, therefore be the model of excellence and give myself every opportunity of hitting that particular objective. And guess what? The opportunity that that then presents for your team, because they're going to be watching your every move, is they'll also start to see the model of excellence is starting to play out in your behavior. And just so happens that it might actually rub off and they might do be doing exactly the same thing. So determine what success looks like and be that model of excellence. The fourth point is embrace change and demonstrate a level of behavioral flexibility each and every Day. One thing that's going to be absolutely constant moving forward, not that it hasn't always been like this, is change. Change is inevitable, just like taxes are inevitable. We can't avoid them. And if you do, you're in big trouble. So change is going to be inevitable. So embrace it. And particularly what we've seen a lot over the last 30 months, there's been businesses and organizations and individuals who have seen the circumstances. They've been able to define reality, but they've been able to change their approach to that reality and demonstrate a level of behavioral flexibility to that particular reality and therefore come out on top and win where others have not been able to do that. Now, I remember talking to somebody about three weeks ago up in Brisbane and they are talking about a restaurant there that uh, that has a expertise or has expertise in degustation menus. You know, if you've ever been to a degustation restaurant, you get eight or nine courses and they're just phenomenal uh, bite-sized bits of food, but they're beautiful food and they actually match wine and all, th- all these other things to it as well. Well, in the in the COVID lockdowns, they've actually had to pivot to the point where they can't actually have people come into the restaurant anymore. But what they've done is they've actually created degustation menus for takeaway to the point where they now actually package everything up and you can have exactly the same experience at home as you would in the restaurant and it's a degustation menu, which is fine dining. And so what a great way to pivot and what a great way to embrace change. And what they've done is they've now created a new revenue stream so that when they do get back post-COVID and they do open up and they've got a full full license to have everybody in and the same density quotients and so forth in the restaurant, they've now got a different model that they can now supplement and leverage what they're doing. So they've got a ne- another source of income. And it's just a phenomenal example of people embracing change and demonstrating a level of behavioral flexibility in the process. So as leaders, we've just got to embrace change. It's just, we've just got to do it. It's just an absolute mandatory requirement as, as, as part of leadership today. The next one is to focus on what we have control over and don't sweat so much over the stuff that we have no control over. There's no use sweating about what the governments are going to do today or tomorrow because we've got no direct control over it. Focus on what we have control over, which means we can choose our responses, we can choose what we do or what we don't do, but don't place, your place I guess, the future of your business or the future of your career or the future of your team 
on decisions that other people are making that you actually have no control over. So get really, really uh, specific on what you do have control over. And this is what a great leader will do. They will identify the things that they have 100% control over in terms of what they can do. And they don't worry about the stuff they don't. Now, that's not to say, as we've already said, that they still don't take 100% responsibility for everything that happens. They're just better able to distinguish and separate the stuff they do have control over versus the stuff they don't. And they don't sweat over the stuff they don't. It's as simple as that. Now, for many people, a leader doing that is exactly what needs to happen to create a level of certainty within the team. So focus on what you've got control over, not focusing on stuff you don't have control over. The next point, and this is a really big one, is that great leaders will continue to consciously choose the response they have to every single situation, and they'll back themselves 100%. So there are people out there, and you know this right now, there'll be people in your team, people in your sphere of influence that are blaming others. They're not taking full responsibility. And so what tends to happen is they're externalizing the blame to other things and other people and not taking responsibility for their own actions and therefore being at the mercy of the external event. And this is reacting to things outside of ourselves that can cause ourselves no end of grief and certainly doesn't give ourselves any impetus to actually improve and get better and certainly take our our leadership to the next level. The leaders who can consciously choose the response in every situation are the ones that are going to be able to move forward more consciously, more rapidly, and more consistently. And I've got to say, when they're doing that, there's more likelihood they're going to get a much better result than if they were actually at, at the mercy of anything that was happening to them. And so being able to choose your response is a massive difference between living from the outside in to living from the inside out. And this is where we want to be. We want to be living from the inside out. So great leaders must continue to do this. So the next thing that actually happens to you, instead of actually reacting to it, give yourself some thinking time. Sit back and think, what does this actually mean? Why did this person choose to have the conversation with me in the way they've just chosen to have that conversation? How did it come across? What am I choosing to make that mean? How do I define reality? Am I going to take 100% responsibility for what has just happened? Because when I do that, I can then consciously choose my response to that situation, give myself every opportunity of getting a much better outcome. I've got to say, leaders that do this are the ones that are actually going to lead their teams way out of this level of uncertainty that is existing right now. So choose your response. Uh, The next one is don't attach yourself to a specific outcome. And this is a big one in sales and sales leadership in particular. There's too many sales teams out there that are so fixated on getting the result to the point where if they don't get the result, they feel as if they're a failure. But even more, even I was going to say even more worse than that, is that they have leaders that sometimes criticize them for not getting the result. Great leaders do this. They focus on progress. Yes, we know what success looks like. Yes, we know what we're trying to aim for. But we don't attach ourselves specifically to a certain outcome. What we do is we start to celebrate and focus on making progress towards that outcome, not achieving the outcome in and of itself. And there's a big difference. So one of the things I'm getting more and more of my sales clients and sales leadership clients to do is focus more and more on the daily activities that are going to move towards a certain outcome. Yes, know what the outcome looks like, but when you're making progress towards the outcome, you're starting to develop some success habits. And as we've always talked about, success will always leave clues. Now, if we're giving some feedback on the progress we're making and we're creating some great habits and we're repeating those on a consistent basis, guess what? The numbers will always take care of themselves and therefore you're actually achieving that specific outcome. So focus on progress, not focus on the specific outcome. And the biggest one, and probably this is the title of today's episode, and this I'll leave you with this final message, and that is no matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter how hard it seems, just keep going. We've got to stay in the game, guys. We have to stay in the game. There's no such thing as losing. 
The only way you're going to lose is, is effectively if you, if you quit. So stay in the game. And it will be the leaders who consistently demonstrate these attributes in the short term, but also in the long term, mid to long term, that will uh, lead their teams out of any level of uncertainty that might exist right now. And they'll also be the leaders who's going to position their teams to take advantage of the opportunities that will be presented to you over the next 90 plus days. And I can tell that, and I can take that with 100% guarantee because I've seen it happen certainly over the last 18 months, but if I reflect back on the last five years, this has also happened. It's been the leaders who've been able to do this consistently, which are the ones that ultimately get the opportunities and ultimately be able to convert those opportunities. So this week, as we start this week, despite any uncertainty that you might be experiencing and despite any challenges you may be experiencing right now, just keep going. Here's the thing. You may just be one step away. You might be one conversation away. You might be one email away. Or in fact, you might be just one proposal away from the breakthrough that changes everything. So no matter what, just keep going. So that's the key message for today as we begin the week. And of course, as a reminder, if you'd like some help with any of this, uh, and certainly in the process, help you take your sales leadership to the exceptional level, love to have a conversation with you about working with you one-on-one and helping you do that over the next 90 days and creating a whole new level of performance, not just for you, but also for your team. So if that's you and you're interested in working one-on-one and taking your leadership to the exceptional level, jump on my calendar. Let's have a conversation. Leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time. We'll sit down, have a conversation, and we can start working together as early as this week. So with that said, thank you very much for plugging into this episode. I greatly appreciate you listening in. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.